Hey there, I'm Jackie Ray, and I welcome you to The Early Days, brought to you by Prouse Chown. Everybody has a story. It doesn't matter what business they are in, and I just find the stories really, really fascinating, and we think you'll probably get something out of this conversation we are about to have. I would like to uh, welcome Arthur Pikasovich. He is from the European Market and Produce to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Are you a born and raised Edmontonian? Uh, no, I've been here since I was five. I was born in Russia, lived there for three years, moved to Ukraine, lived there for two years, and then came here when I was five. And the last 33 years, I've been in Edmonton. Do you remember as a five-year-old coming to Edmonton? I do. What do you remember? I remember eating a lot of peanut butter. Uh, <laughs> we didn't have peanut butter back home. Uh, so that was a culture shock. Uh, but no, I remember the trip. We landed in Montreal, took a bus from Montreal to Edmonton. Uh, so for a five-year-old, it was tough. Oh, it would be. Yeah. Uh, please tell me you didn't come in the dead of winter. Though being from uh, Russia and Ukraine, you probably had some bad winters too. Yeah, no, it was uh, January 11th, um, but it was colder here than it is there. <laughs> and I'm from Siberia, so I was born in Siberia, but kind of like Southern Siberia. Uh, so like Edmonton's actually a lot colder. Than Southern Siberia. Than Southern Siberia. Boy, yeah. and as children, we were always threatened that they were going to ship us to Siberia. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. <laughs> you, you don't want to go to North Siberia. Oh, okay. That's where it's yeah. really, really cold. Yeah. Or they, they're worried that they're going to be shipped here to Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> bump. So you are a five-year-old, and uh, could you speak English? No. 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 So you go to uh, grade what? Did we have bilingual schools back then? No, I went to kindergarten. You went to kindergarten? Went to kindergarten, yeah. They could have put me either in kindergarten or grade one since I didn't know English. They decided to stick me into kindergarten. Okay. So I was always like, through all my schooling, like one of the older people. <laughs> Well, that's good because that means you were the smartest, right? Sure. Sure. <laughs> we'll stick with that. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you learn the language? I mean, I was a kid. It's through osmosis. Throughout, yeah. yeah. Through osmosis, watching TV. I uh, didn't speak at all in kindergarten, but by grade one, I was fluent. That's And you're right. As a young kid, you just pick everything up yeah. so much quicker. How did your parents do? Uh, it was okay. My mom used to be an English teacher, oh. uh, so she was okay. Uh, like in Russia and then in Ukraine, she always taught English. And um, my dad just kind of picked it up. So you go through uh, through school, and what do you remember about it? Was there things in school that you really loved that you thought, okay, that's what I'm going to be when I grow up? Oh, no, that's what I want to be when I grow up. No, to be honest, no. Uh, my parents like had that immigrant mentality, so they always wanted me to be a doctor. <laughs> Uh, I think I wanted to be an NBA player. Um, <laughs> How'd that go? I got injured when I was 17, so my dreams died. Uh, but had I not been injured, I probably wouldn't have made it. <laughs> <laughs> but that was your one love was basketball. That was my one love. Yeah. You still, yeah. You still play? No. You still watch? Uh, barely. Barely? Barely. Because you're probably too busy because you have a business now. <laughs> I do. Yeah, yeah. I do a lot more running. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I have the injury, so like I do sports like where I go straight. So like biking, <laughs> running. As long as I don't have to pivot, I'm good. So you, where did as at you graduate? What what school did you go to in town? In uh, high school, Old Skona. Old Skona, and then yeah. where you did you go to school after yeah, that? I went to, to the U of A, U of a to yeah, be the to, doctor. To be the doctor, yeah. All right. And then how long were you at U of A? I was there for five years. Okay. 
And then, so when you saw the doctor where it wasn't happening, what did little Arthur think? What, okay, what, where am I going to pivot to? Uh, well, then I wanted to go into banking. Uh, and that's what I ended up doing. So I graduated from the U of A in 2009 and uh, had like some odd finance jobs uh, for about two years. And then I was in banking for about 13 years. So now, while this is all going on, your parents, uh, what, what did they do uh, when they first got here? What, uh, your, did your mom, was she able to get a teaching job as an English teacher? Or? No, no. So my mom uh, worked at a couple of daycares. She was just babysitting, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, my dad worked at a factory uh, like as a mold maker. And then uh, my mom started the business, uh, but it was a coffee shop first. So they just sold like coffee, donuts, pastries, stuff like that. And over the years, it kind of like transitioned into a European store. Okay. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so, you, so was, she's a teacher. Was she a baker then at home or how do you? No, we just bought from third parties. You just bought from third parties. Yeah, we, we bought from third parties. Um, but we only did that. Well, my parents only did that, I think, for about a year and a half. And then, yeah, as I said, it kind of moved into more of a European store away from a bakery. So uh, obviously they saw a hole or a niche that they could have in the community that maybe wasn't being served. And that's why they opened up a more European type store. It actually just happened organically because um, so the coffee shop wasn't busy, but um, there was a lot of Eastern Europeans who lived in the building. So they would like come down, buy a pastry, have a coffee, chat with my mom. Uh, but she's not going to pay the mortgage based on that. So kind of to service these people, we started bringing in, well, they started bringing in uh, European foods. Okay. And, 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 and it was all on the base of the customers that were upstairs. Exactly. Okay. So yeah. somebody in the industry would suddenly go, I'd, I'd think, okay, where the heck do I go? How do I find European foods to, that would distribute to Canada? I have no idea how my parents found it. Because uh, it's not like they could have Googled. They couldn't have Googled it. It was before the age of the internet. So I have absolutely no idea. Uh, I mean, there is like a distribution network outside of Toronto now, but you still have to find these suppliers. Uh, but how somebody goes about that in 1999, I have absolutely no idea. I should ask. <laughs> yeah, because it, it is fascinating. But I guess, uh, so she has the cafe shop, needs to start, then she starts bringing it in. You're saying it happened organically. When was that moment when they thought, oh, we could really, really super serve this clientele? I don't know if there was ever a moment. Uh, I mean, it was just something that made a lot more sense. Like we kind of remember about the days when like daily sales were like $12, <laughs> uh, you know, not enough to pay rent. Um, so I think it just kind of happened slowly. They started bringing in like canned stuff and then deli meats and then, you know, produce eventually. Okay, so the current store, which is European market and produce, it's on 177th Street and 66th Ave. Was it always at that location or, or were you still over on the south side? No, we were always, um, so no. it was uh, at the bottom of a high-rise building on uh, off of 156th. Oh, okay. Off of 156th yeah. and 87th. Yeah. It was called Lorita's Mini Mart. Oh, yes, I know that one. Oh, you're kidding. That was your mom's? Okay, that, yeah. That, that was my mom. Okay. Yeah, so they were there for about uh, 10 years, actually. And then 17 years ago, uh, moved over to Collingwood. 
So in the Collingwood area now, yeah. uh, so th did they move it over initially or did you, once you started to move, uh, getting out of the, morphing out of the banking industry? No, no, that was, I was still, when they were moving out, I was still in university. Oh, okay. Uh, so Got I was it. like helping make sh the, build the shelves, uh, <laughs> stuff like that. And I was working there part-time. Like I was there working part-time, like after school, um, during the summers, stuff like that. But I actually only joined the family business like full-time again, three years ago. About three years ago. Yeah. So they're building this business and your dad was working in a factory. Your mom was an English teacher. Now this business is building. What do you look back now as because you being in the business and more in the banking end of it what do you look back and say geez i wish mom and dad had known that good questions thank you yeah um <laughs> probably getting more introductions to more of the suppliers quicker because mm -hmm. uh, first when i moved to the new location it was fairly limited in terms of what we were carrying um and then with the help of google started being able to find more suppliers and bring in more stuff, which we could have probably done 15 years ago as well. So when you talk about being a European market, uh, tell us what countries and what types of foods that you, you super serve to the public. Yeah, so it's mainly Eastern European. Okay. Uh, so we do Polish, Russian, Ukrainian, Romanian. Those would be kind of the core. And then we do a little bit of uh, Hungarian, Serbian, uh, have a couple of items from like Bosnia stuff like that. I know we even have them on display here because I was just looking at this. I love this made in Ukraine, and I don't have a clue. I, I can read Mega Pack, but that's about it. What what is it? Uh, so these are just crackers. Crackers. Uh, it's a bacon flavored crackers. Oh, so it would be like our bacon puffs. Yes, close, 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 close. Yeah, and this is uh, Georgian water. Um, so I guess actually. We do Georgian stuff, Latvian stuff, Lithuanian stuff uh, as well. So I think for, I would think a European type market and produce store would be more than just products. It'd be about the people feeling home when they come into your store. Yeah, for sure. We try that. Um, we sell a little bit of like, you know, Ukrainian clothes, like Ukrainian made clothes. Uh, we sell kind of like, uh, people will come in and sell like little dolls uh, that will take on consignment. Uh, we have European uh, makeup. We have like, you know, European type of body washes, stuff like that. We have uh, specialty brooms. If you're going to go into a sauna, like a sauna, <laughs> uh, Europeans use these like big brooms, like these oak brooms. Uh, so we sell stuff like that. Things oak, that oak brooms? Oak brooms. I've never used them before, but if you're sitting in a sauna, I think you're like people like wave them at you. And oh. you're supposed to like wave them at yourself. I don't really know how they work. Maybe you're just, you're supposed to help each other. Maybe. I think so. I think so. It's not like they're cleaning the sauna. No, no, okay. no, no, no. I'm a curler. I have to ask these questions. Yeah, <laughs> so your mom and dad, uh, I'm so fascinated that uh, you know, as people morph into different industries, but then you did as well. You worked there part time. But then what for you when you said, OK, I'm leaving the banking industry. I'm going to do this full time. It's something I always wanted to do um, ever. Probably I knew in the back of my mind I was going to do it probably ever since I was like 25 years old. Uh, I just didn't know when. Um, and for the longest time, my parents wouldn't let me. 
uh, because they're like, you, you have a university degree, you know, you have a master's degree, uh, you have like a CFA, like the Chartered Financial Analyst designation, like don't be doing this, like stick in banking. And then uh, during COVID, like I, like everybody else was reevaluating my life and kind of pushed my parents a little harder to let me join and eventually they did. So you're working with your parents? Right now I'm working with my parents, okay. yeah. Okay, so how, what was the first challenge you would find coming into a family business like that full time? It's just completely different. Uh, I mean, I, I get along with the parents great, so that wasn't challenging, but uh, it was more from kind of doing white collar work to carrying like jars of pickles. <laughs> it was just a complete transition. Um, so yeah, so there were, I guess it was a lot of challenges, but more of kind of like the pace of the work. Um, yeah, there's a good chunk of it that's manual labor. Um, as opposed to sitting behind the computer and you know firing off emails and going to meetings stuff like that uh, with the with the banking industry were were you public facing there uh, or is it more behind the scenes uh, both I mean I had a core group of clients like I had my team that I was managing mm -hmm. uh, so I was interacting with their clients um, but I would say eighty percent of it would have been behind the scenes and then 20% is just like client meetings mm -hmm. and events and stuff like that. So this is really different now that you're in a business, you're retail now. So you're, you're, you're having to be, the light bulb's gotta be on and you gotta be schmoozing and things like that because you want people to come back to your business. So it's kind of a, it is a shift in mindset for you. Yeah, a lot of it is actually the same. Like, you know, I have to, there's daily tasks I have to do. There's weekly tasks I have to do. There's monthly tasks that I have to do. So in ways it's kind of similar to banking. So for example, like when I was at the bank, you know, every morning you come in and you have to check uh, which clients are in overdraft. Uh, so that was like a daily task. Uh, on a weekly task, I would have to see to make sure that everyone's loan payments, for example, are up to date. Um, and then there's like monthly reports. Whereas like here, you know, I have like my daily tasks to make sure that like everything is stocked properly. I have like my weekly tasks to make sure that the slicing machine is, you know, properly like lubed and that the forklift has the proper liquids. And I have like my other weekly tasks to make sure that all the bills are paid. <laughs> that would help. <laughs> um, so the mindset's somewhat similar, but the nature of the job is obviously very different. Um, but sort of like more and more, it's kind of trans, like my job right now is more and more transitioning towards kind of like being back end and doing emails and stuff. I was trying to okay. get away from the, at the bank. Now mm -hmm. I'm doing more and more of that now. <laughs> well, and I think when you come into a family business, which, you know, many people we interviewed during the early days, that some of it is a family business. So did you have to sort of, okay, I'm coming back this well, full time three years ago. Uh, here's here's what you, each of our duties will be. So we're not going to step on each other's toes. Did you have to sit down and have like a family meeting as to how this is going to play out? No, I mean, my big thing was learning the business um, mm. and just kind of learning where everything comes from, like getting to know the staff, uh, kind of figuring out the supply lines. Um, so we never really had that meeting like when I came on like I didn't come into the family business right away in like a management role like I was just you know stocking shelves basically because uh, then at least like I get to learn the products interact with the staff like interact with the uh, customers all that kind of stuff.
And how many staff besides uh, you, you and your mom and dad do you have? And then uh, 12 more people. 12 more people. Yeah. Getting into the produce, I bet was a bigger challenge, hey? That's a different, I would think it's a different egg. Oh yeah, well produce is completely different because yeah. everything has a short shelf life. Yeah. Um, I mean with canned goods, like cans usually have like a shelf life depending of, you know, three months to five years. Um, whereas in produce, and if you, you don't sell something of canned goods, it, canned goods, it can just kind of sit there on the shelf um, or you can discount it. Whereas with produce, it's a little bit more challenging because if you don't sell it, you know, within a week, it could start going bad and then uh, you have to figure that out too. But yeah, the supply lines are different and how you kind of like display the product is a little bit different and what you do with product that's going bad is a little bit different. How, and what do you do with bad produce? We have a discount shelf. Okay. Um, so we sell the discounted stuff at you know, 50 to 70% off. Uh, but if it goes really bad, I mean, we have no choice except for throw it out. <laughs> yeah. That, that, oh. What is there something in the store where you go th that you would think is the hottest selling thing off the shelf? It depends on the season. Okay. Uh, so kind of like going into New Year's, like Christmas and New Year's, it would probably be caviar. Um, mm -hmm. During the summer months, we sell something called kvass, which is uh, kind of like a fermented malt drink. Mm. Uh, so we sell a lot of that. And we sell a lot of this during um, the summer months. Uh, but yeah, it depends on the season. And so with business, eventually with your mom and dad probably thinking at retirement, is that the secession plan? And are, are you working towards that or? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm an only child. So I mean, that's okay. gonna be kind of like the natural succession, our natural progression. Uh, my mom actually started working from home during COVID and then mm -hmm. she liked it. Uh, so she's still working from home. Uh, my dad's in still every day. Uh, it's kind of like, he now views it as like his baby. Uh, so he's in still like seven days a week, like first one in, then he goes home uh, around mid afternoon, and then comes back into the store and closes it up in the evening. Oh my goodness, seven days a week. Seven days a week. Geez, growing up, yeah. did you have any holidays? Did you guys go anywhere or uh, you know, new to the country? Oh, yeah, yeah. we went to Penticton all the time. <laughs> that sounds like our family, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we always went to BC. We still go. And it was interesting, too, because uh, like when we were going to the Okanagan, like we met some farmers there, and now they supply us uh, with BC fruit. Oh, isn't that awesome? And he never stops working. My dad never stops working. <laughs> now, with your mom working from home, then does she? She's more in connection, probably, then with the suppliers. That's why she's able Correct. to work from home. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And and when you're getting in Eastern Eastern European, is it more emails? Is it phone calls? Is it wheeling and dealing? Or oh, everyone's different. So uh, some suppliers have a website, and it's like nice and integrated. You go and you just kind of press on the basket, it's like an Amazon basket, and you just like click what you want. Um, some of them you have to call them, ask them what you want, or ask them what they have, and then make your order. And we actually have some suppliers still where you have to send them a fax. No. Yeah, we write our order by hand and send them a fax. <laughs> I didn't know that was still a thing. It's still a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go back, though, to the secession planning, because I look at our sponsor, Proust Chaum, sure. of the early days. Uh, that's one thing they always preach. And I, I work at CFCW Radio, and so we have a lot of farm families, obviously. Sure. And, and, and that, that is a big thing. Like, have you connected with a lawyer or just saying, that's a natural thing down the road? 
No, I haven't connected with a lawyer. It's just a yeah. natural thing. I'm an only child. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be fairly simple. Um, yeah, no, I don't think it's going to be a complicated, like, formal succession. Like, it's going to be pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. And, and is your dad the type seven days a week? <laughs> It's never going to stop, or I think he's going to be working until his mid eighties. <laughs> yeah, it, that is funny. With some people, you can just—it's so natural. You just and 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 there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. It, it keeps him busy. He likes doing it. Keeps a, a challenge of the mind. Yeah, exactly. So as we wrap it up, what is the one thing that you would say to somebody that has a like European market and produce, 177th Street, 66th Avenue? You have a one business. What is the biggest thing that you would say to an entrepreneur that would just be starting into the business? That's something they should be doing. I would probably say like my one piece of advice would be a lot of it depends on luck. Mm. Uh, like, you know, stepping into this business, like I kind of just got lucky that my parents had started it. Um, I think my parents in a lot of aspects, like they ended up getting like fairly lucky too. Um, that they were just able to grow. I mean, there was a lot of hard work, definitely. Uh, but just in terms of being kind of like first on the scene and then uh, kind of growing the business like at the right times, um, I think that there was a lot of luck involved too, in addition to Obviously hard, hard work. work. Yeah, yeah. So like you make your own luck, right? I, oh, I, and that's, that's how we'll end it. You Boom. make your own luck. <laughs> now let's eat. Thanks, Arthur. Pleasure. Thank you. This series is proudly produced by the team at Road 55. Road 55 creates content that connects. For more information, check our website www.road55.ca.